<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. Welcome and happy Friday to another episode of Simple Minds. My name is Travis Hato. I am your host for this glorious day. And today we have three good-looking fellas in the same room as I. We've got guests. we got guests? No, good. no. No, I'm talking about you, Matt. Oh, You shit. are one of those good-looking fellas. <laughs> so to my left, we have uh, JB Justin Bourne, the uh, smoothest voice in the land. What's up? Uh, across me, we got Matt Hannum, Magic Matt Hannum. Hello, Mr. Travis. How do you And uh, Kanye Francis, Conrad Francis. Francis Conrad Francis. <laughs> Kanye Francis. G'day. I'm in a uh, repetitive mood today. Anyway, a um, little brief uh, overview on what we're chatting about uh, is uh, the love languages, five love languages. Um, it's a book by Paul Chapman. Um, so we'll go through that and a bit of communication. Uh, but firstly, my old faithful drink, probably I've brought this in, I reckon this is the 10th time now because uh, it's Thanks, Conrad. Conrad's taking a <laughs> selfie of himself. Um, anyway. Um, the scary bit is why. Yes. And that's because he's... he's a, what are you doing over there, Conrad? Taking a test. You're taking a test for what app? Love nudge. <laughs> Explain to us what love nudge is. Multitasking at its finest. Well, we're talking about love languages and they've got a new app called Love Nudge, but we'll come back to that. Is that as in love languages? Is That's the app? Yes. Oh wow! Exactly. Well, that'll be interesting. Well, well you should have researched a bit, Trev. <laughs> well, I didn't know they had a, didn't know they had an app now. Well, they got a website too. That's where they got the app from. Well, yeah, I got on the website. <laughs> didn't disclose that. Anyway, back to the drink. Uh, we're up to uh, single fin from Gay Droids, uh, brewed in Fremantle, which is very local to us. We like supporting local. Um, so, cheers. Good to be back. Salute. I missed a few episodes there for a little while. Watch so. the cables. Cheers. Sorry, Conrad. It's one of your staples, hey? Absolutely. Love, love the old single fin. All right. Um, love languages. I think you just said that. <laughs> he wasn't listening. He was <laughs> not listening. I'm taking the test. <laughs> no, no. See how I just brushed it off, though? Yeah. You did well. I didn't, I didn't let it go. No, you didn't let it go? I was just going to... Yeah, he's, he, he can't concentrate on two things at once. He's got three things going on. Look at him. He's got his iPad out as well. I receive a loving note, text, email for no special reason for my loved one. Can we define loved one? Because my dog doesn't write. You don't have a dog. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have a dog. It would be too expensive. No, I love a dog. I used to have one, a Rottweiler. Yeah, see, that shuts you up. You used to. Sick balls. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Okay, do you ever give love to someone and feel like you get nothing back, Conrad, like your Rockwala? Everyone communicates in love differently and in differently. How do you show love and how do you like to receive love back? Let's uh, unpack love languages. So um, the concept of the five love languages was uh, brought to me by one Conrad Francis, probably... um, well, how long ago was it now? Probably six or seven years ago. Um, for you that are long-term Simple Minds listeners, uh, we actually spoke about this briefly in episode three. If you're an OG. Um, yeah, if you're an original. <laughs> OG. Being OL, wouldn't it? Old listener. <laughs> um, OG, original. 
But however, because uh, at that point we were doing uh, three topics per episode, we didn't really get to spend much time on it. So we thought we'd revisit it because um, I, I really love this topic. I think it's a um, fantastic um, tool in your tool belt um, to enable you to communicate with people, um, not only your wife or a loved one, but um, in a work sense, in a in a sporting sense, in everyday life. So I think it's a really powerful thing. So uh, the book was um, it's called The Five Love Languages, and it's by Paul Chapman, um, and it was given to me by Conrad Francis, who's sitting across from me. How did you come across it, Conrad? Oh, far out, mate. I think it would have been at a time where... Who would have given it to me? I couldn't even tell you who gave it to me, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, was, I mean, it was an interesting thing. It came to me at a time which I then got to use some of the principles fairly quickly and I, I got some great value um, in, in a business sense, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. The um, the, the content, it's, it's a very simple book. It takes uh, four hours to read on audio um, if you are an audio listener. Um Basically, the concept of it is that um, everyone communicates in different love languages. So if you uh, think that you have a love bucket and um, obviously you're the most loved when that love bucket is completely full, um, but the way you show and like to receive love is generally different from other people. So they categorize them into five different love languages. Um, so there is a quality time. So basically someone just needs to spend some time with you. Um, Acts of service, you like things being done for yourself. Words of affirmation, um, you know, you you like affirmation, you like to be told that you're good, etc., that sort of stuff. Using words to build up the the other person. Yep. Um, uh, Giving giving gifts. Yep. You you broke my flow there. Uh, Giving gifts. And the last one is touch. Um, so not in a sexual way, touch. Um, can be. It, yeah, it can be with your, your loved one. But however, just um, uh, just kind of touch in general as well. Holding hand. So yeah, they're, they're the five um, uh, categories of love languages. And the concept is that um, you have a primary and a secondary love language. So uh, personally, my primary is quality time and my secondary is touch. Um, so what's really important is that like when you um the the primary and the secondary are the ones that really fill your love bucket up however but if you're feeling really really loved then most of them or all of them will top you up but if you're feeling really like shit and unloved then generally um you know like if i'm quality time then giving me a gift isn't going to do shit for me you know so it it generally will only fill my love bucket up when i'm you know near empty will be quality time so the concept is that, say, if, um, my wife, Ashby, she, when we first got together, she was mainly affirmation and touch, um, and now she's moved more into acts of service and touch. My primary is touch, and the secondary is more um, uh, acts of service. And um, when we started dating, um, because mine is quality time, she would... Um, you know, I, I would feel like I'm giving her love by just spending time with her. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm giving you my love. And that's the way I knew um, how to give love was, you know, what I value my time, you know, um, quite highly. And, and if I want to show you that uh, I love you, uh, I'm going to give you my time. 
And um, there was disconnect there because at the end of the day, all I really needed, or her, because her um, love language is affirmation, she didn't really connect with the quality time. She only, she really just needed, um, hello, darling, you look beautiful. You know, so that's the way she wanted to receive love. Um, you know, and by me going, well, quality time is my love language, um, I was giving it to her in the way that I knew that I wanted it. So then there's that disconnect and you don't feel that you know strong love connection because you're uh, communicating to each other in a you know in different languages. Um, so uh, probably about a year and a half in actually uh, when we were dating, uh, I read the book. I didn't tell her that I read it, and uh, I played. I did a little bit of a little uh, an experiment. Let's put it that way. Is um, so for the first month, I. So I figured out uh, the one. The one thing about figuring out your love language, you can do the test on the um, Five Lang- Love Languages website, um, and also they've got a fantastic app by the sounds of it, Conrad. Love nudge. Uh, love nudge, um, which we haven't really checked out, but w- we will. Um, I'm nudging as you speak, Trev. So you can do a simple 15 minute. Um, <laughs> that's so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> you can do a simple 15 minute. Um, uh, test to figure out your love language. Um, however, if you haven't done that and you're trying to figure out your loved one's love language, generally most people portray their love languages on them. So before I had done my love language, I would have told you that Ashby is quality time because that is actually what I value. And I and I would you know scream black and blue that no, she loves quality time, but ultimately it's not. You know, so it um you really have to remove yourself from um, your own sort of love c- communication language and and your understand projection. yeah your projection beautiful way to put it thank you Conrad um, to find out someone else's love language so I figured out uh, Ashby's love language it was affirmation um, and touch so I really focused on the affirmation side of it and for you know two three four weeks I um, I just affirmed her as much as I could without her even knowing um, and it was quite incredible because. Uh, you know, obviously I filled her love bucket up to, you know, till it was overflowing and she was extremely feeling loved. And in result... Um, she married you. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. And then he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, now we're divorced. No. <laughs> but, um, geez, broke me flow again. Hang on. No, um... Yeah, what was I talking about? I don't know. This is the Travis Hodo show. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Your experiment. Yeah, my experiment. Uh, her bucket was flowing. Yeah, so her, her bucket was overflowing. Lots of nudge. Lots of nudge. Um, and in result, that actually filled up my love language, my love bucket, because uh, unknowingly she actually gave me all five of the love languages back because she was so full of love. That it um, that it enabled her to just give selflessly, and it would it would fill my bucket up. So it was quite a, an amazing, an experiment because uh, it was all one way. Like she had no idea I was doing it, and um, that uh, she filled my love bucket up. And by also obviously giving uh, to give rather than to receive, um, you know, it certainly filled my love bucket up. Right, so uh, we didn't need love nudge. It was incredible uh, three weeks of love, passion, sex. Just joking, Conrad. Uh, but no, that's clearly one. you'll get more if you use the app. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, 
Anyway, so the next three weeks, I was like, I wonder if this book is full of shit. Um, so the next three weeks, I sort of, I went away and I gave her no affirmation whatsoever and no touch. <laughs> this guy's freaking, he's a maniac. Yeah. And um, uh, fill it up and take it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three weeks. You got away with that for three weeks. Uh, I don't think it lasted even that long, to be honest. But um, it's incredible how quickly Ashby's love bucket emptied and then. That's actually quite psychopathic. Do yeah. you understand what, what yeah. you were doing? <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to. Because obviously if she knew about it, then it would be warped. So I wanted to figure it out and see if it actually worked for me. Um, yeah, and straight away, cracks started to appear. We, we started to fight more, um, you know, little things like that. It was, it was quite unreal uh, looking at it. And then obviously I just uh, flicked the switch again and started affirming her. And um, within two or three days, it, it's quite incredible. Um, it's quite incredible tool that you can use to um just give to people and and uh, especially your loved ones like it's, it's pretty incredible so um so that was kind of my story with love language uh, podcast done thank you for listening <laughs> thanks for that you might, you might want to find us and like us and comment <laughs> at what point uh, uh, we did you show starting at the back end this one's called simple minds podcast <laughs> <laughs> so, that was the warm-up um so at what point did you Tell her, and um, did she give you a big slap? <laughs> How did this go down? Yeah, well, so hang on, you were deliberately doing that to me? <laughs> yeah. <No>. Manipulation. <laughs> um, well, firstly, I didn't tell her that I did it directly straight away. I uh, said that I read this really interesting book and this is the concept of it. And she was like, oh, that's really interesting. And Because you've been a dick for the last few weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and then I, I kind of um, tweaked it in that I'd been doing a bit of an experiment. So and she was fine. That's okay. I'd make sure she was her love bucket was extremely full prior. <laughs> but the, the lesson that I learned from it is that um, it's incredible that people speak in different communication levels and communi- like different types of communication. Um, and so I actually really, I use it now in, um, everyday life, like, um, you know, for work, you know, my employees or the people I work with, like I know their love language and I understand that, um, you know, if I'm away for a couple of days, my warehouse manager, Daryl, I I need to go and just spend a bit of quality time with him, you know, and just sort of sit next to him 15 minutes, ask him how his day is going, what he's doing. Is that for him or for you? I thought what I thought Daryl's more an affirmation bloke. No, he's quality time. All, all you need to do is just sit, sit next to him and, and um, make sure he, you know, feels loved that way. And you can, you, I can see his productivity, his vibe, his energy, you know, picks up straight away. So it's, um, yeah, it's interesting how you, it's not just, you know, if you're single, you know, it's not just your... Uh, wife or girlfriend or anything like that it it can apply to everyday life oh yeah and that's and that's the key i think it, it applies to everywhere but more importantly um the, the self-awareness piece because when you know what what fills your bucket so to speak uh, it becomes your responsibility then take to take care of yourself i.e provide for yourself or, or at least acknowledge what you need so that people around you aren't guessing i think that's the most important piece um, the tool that allows you to become more self-aware. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, if I'm ever feeling like shit, I make the time and go spend it with Ashby because I know that will fill my love bucket up. So it's that awareness of uh, understanding what you need and going to get it. What about you guys? What what love language do you, JB? Uh, I'm affirmation and touch. Yep. <clears throat> and um, 
Yeah, I came across this this book similar uh, by by Kanye a couple of years ago now, um, and it was yeah super important at the time. Um, what was super fascinating for me is after doing the exercises was that um, a good way to yeah you can do the tests as you mentioned, but analyzing in moments of particularly with your uh, spouse or partner. You know, if, if you're in a bit of conflict, um, your first instant response is actually coming from your love bucket because that's what you expect to receive. So, for example, um, if my wife V was like shitty at me back in back in the day, like I'd be giving her either affirmation or touch, and like she just wouldn't want a bar of it. Um, so, my wife's love language is um, quality time and acts of service, and so like coming back to the projection piece, whatever you're kind of trying to pro- provide a lot of is generally a good reflection of, of what your core love languages um, are. And, um, yeah, it was super powerful for my wife and I to do this book and read it um, together because it really shifted our understanding of each other um, a hell of a lot more um, because, you know, when you're running a business, particularly in the early days, you don't have a lot of time. And so my wife was always like, oh, you're never around. I want more time. And then I'm like, I'm giving time. Like, what does that mean? You know, and so, and then again, even with quality time, it's understanding what that definition is for someone else. Yeah, that's the important part. Um, no matter whatever these love languages are, is understanding what does quality time mean like to you, Trav? What does it mean to, to V? What does yep. it mean to Daryl? Because yep. if it means sitting by him asking how he's going, it's very different to, because I was like, I'm, I'm giving you so much time. Like, what do you, no, it's not, not my version of quality time. And when we kind of, Define that it changed the game. Um, so it's yeah. always important to understand the definitions. Yeah, I think it's uh, <coughs> it's really important and a very powerful tool. What about you, Matt? Your acts of service, um, and obviously my that, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> probably somewhat <laughs> obvious. Uh, yeah, and, and you know I've been definitely guilty of that. Um, I've, I've not guilty of that, but get, like Sasha's is affirmation, and I'm I'm great at yeah racing off and doing things and, and providing in that way and, and doing lots of different acts of service and not so fantastic at, at just saying, you know, saying things and, and um, providing affirmation. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to understand that uh, and, to, and to, I still, I struggle with like not just Tash but with my, my team at work and other people. Affirmation's not something that I, um, I guess do easily, and I've had to um, very, be very mindful because I, I think a lot of people um, have affirmation as either a primary or a secondary. Um, and and for me, I, I'm very different. I'm not. I don't really enjoy, uh, um, let's say, an apology <laughs> as such. I like people to go and fix a problem that's come up if they've you know because I want them to go and do that. And that's how I I approach things. So yeah, acts of service, and uh, obviously it's pretty obvious. So I'll um, let. Uh, has anyone else got a story for of me then? <laughs> well, Conrad, you you have. Uh, so can sorry. I just yeah, yeah. correct something? <clears throat> the author's not Paul Chapman. Yeah, it isn't. It's Gary Chapman. Oh, it's Gary Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, his middle name's Paul. <laughs> well, I always do that. I'm thinking when you said that, I think this yeah, is frying my yeah, brain already. Gary Chapman. That's why I went and googled the who's, the, Paul, the app. who's Paul Chapman? Oh fuck, I don't know. I think I did this last time as well. <laughs> I know. I it's just I went to school I, with a Paul Chapman, but he didn't write yeah. for love languages. <laughs> I didn't look it up. I just did it out of my head. So, anyway, um, Conrad, you have a uh, sizable team. Is there something that you actually use within a work sense uh, or in a business? Yeah, I'm, sense? I'm, I'm a Nazi with it, mate. Like, and I, 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 um, 
I do it with everybody. You're a Nazi. Oh, yeah, love, languages. love languages, disc profiling. I do. I do whatever I can to to understand the architecture of the human being. Um, and sometimes people don't like it, but I don't care. I need to know how I can work with that person. So to, I mean, I use it in basketball teams. I use it in my my work situations. I use it with people I'm meeting, um, just so I can make sure that there's a value exchange going. Before on. we have this coffee, I need you to take this love language. No, well, you can pretty much. You know, I just ask questions. I say, you know, how do you show? How do you show love? Or how do you acknowledge your team? So when, when, when you can ask that question and people and you give them the parameters of what they, they can answer you with, it's pretty easy to pick up. And then pretty much you're giving value in that space, which means you know by the end of it you say, well, did you get value to catch up with me today? You know the answer's going to be. Um, so you're just, you're just setting it up better. But it's fun. I love it. I mean, because it's probably been one of the biggest lessons I've learned, which probably shows why I explained to you guys, um, particularly with your partners and Probably more so from your businesses when you start building your teams because it's a you know we're a very needy society at the moment. Um, the the um, teams we're building on every facet, you know, obviously they're they're drawing out of you a lot. Um, so if you can pay them in in ways that are more valuable than what money shows up, um, you'll pretty much get them to do anything for you. Well, you can Im- influence them in such a positive way by just tapping into into it. Like an example, um, so Conrad and I. Are, have been involved in basketball for a long time and last year, no, the two years ago, um, we had a, a fellow that we played with and it wasn't a problem um, in the team. He was just a bit chirpy and uh, we sort of, I figured out his love language and it was just acts of service because, you know, we'd be sitting there at the end of the um, training and he'd go, oh, I'll go home and my wife hasn't even made me dinner for the night. You know, and like, so just a few things like that kind of clued on to. So, you know, after that, I just started doing a few things for him. You know, he's a gift, he loves gifts as well. So, you know, I'd kind of get him something or, you know, and his whole psyche and mentality within the team, he became he became less of a an enigma or a, a black hole and beca- became more um, a person that started empowering people and propping up our team and being a positive energy. By, by simple little things, by, you know, influencing him in that way, by understanding the way he just wanted some love, you know, from his teammates, from the coach, from that sort of stuff. And um, it turned, like, I feel like it turned out. Who are you talking about? DT. Oh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, so, um, you know, like. Did you tell him what you're doing? No. Nah. No. No, no. So I probably should have, you know, knowing. And then knowing he stopped for a couple of weeks. No, it's, yeah. no but it's funny because that's, that's a really interesting piece, right? Do you or do you not tell people? Um, I guess why do they, why would you tell people? And it's I mean if you if you want to tell them because it's going to serve them, great, no problems. Uh, I'm a bit of a prick sometimes. I just want to tell them because I know that I'll, how to manipulate them, um, and that's how I, t- I tell people sometimes. But it's not about manipulation. No, it, it's, but it, it can be. It's about inf- like it's not. It can know, be. Yeah, but if it's, if it's not used properly, it can be without a doubt. Any any yeah. power influence can be used to manipulate. You just need to come from a place of love for, for sure. And that's, I think that's the the key with this one. But yeah, just as an example, like I think you can use it in every situation. And that was a situation that uh, I'm not a leader within the basketball team, or you know, uh, you know, a so-called captain or leader. But I think everyone's a leader in their form. However, that's a way that I could influence the, yeah. the team. And um, by using that tool, um, I enabled a more positive energy within our group. So like. 
I don't want people to just look at it as like, oh, I need to only use it with my loved one. Like you can use it with your team. Like everywhere. You, you can literally use it everywhere. But you've got to understand it for you first, right? Like yeah. anything you do from a self-improvement, self-awareness perspective, you've got to be doing it for yourself first. Um, and you've got to be able to extract the value for yourself first. Because if you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to use use it with anyone around you um, to the best of their ability. Um. I don't know, some of this stuff also, with some people that, I've got a lot of people that uh, are affirmation people around me at the moment, or well, at the moment, most of my life, um, and, I've, and I've put it down to the fact that as a kid growing up, probably, I probably did seek affirmation a hell of a lot, um, but managed to probably circumvent that because I never really felt like I got it, um, so I, I obviously went the other path. Um, and so in saying that, you can probably evolve, but I don't know whether you can evolve easily the older you get uh, because obviously your behavioural habits... Um, get get caught up. Well, that's my my next thing as well. Is, like I know Conrad and I, you are very, you and I are very similar with this. We um don't not like giving affirmation. We found it very hard to give affirmation. Um, I found that a lot of people in my life were put there or you know propped up to really teach me about affirmation. One hundred percent. And it's only in the last eighteen months that I've actually grasped understanding how to give affirmation that those sort of issues have subsided to a certain extent. Now, Matt, you're grinning at me like you've had the same thing. Obviously, that's something uh, close to home with you. Yeah, 100%. I've definitely had very similar um, and and probably even to a similar time frame. The last sort of 12 or 18 months even, I've been just better at it. Like I would consciously get to a <laughs> get to a point i don't know what's going on in this room so we're, man, lucky. So we're, lucky, we're, we're lucky this no, is not a no, video like call it affirmation and that's, touch that's, that's not <laughs> affirmation it's something our, between affirmation and touch our love and, languages are both touch yeah, we're right. just touching okay, each okay, other it's just that's a little hug in the about. corner but um no worries you jelly oh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i'm on the wrong side of the table the, that's the other book paul chapman's book <laughs> you're jelly i'm curious if you because i've I recall, not really that I can think of specific situations, but I can recall many, many sort of situations where I almost knew, you know what, now would be a good time or there is something you could affirm and almost just choose not to. And um, I'm curious to see if you've, if it's come across the same way for you. Not that you, you know, deliberately did something against that person, but you sort of knew you could have said something at that time and you just you just sort of continue on and don't don't sort of communicate what you what you've thought. For me, um, I kind of blanketed all affirmation as bad for a long time. And then um, eventually it propped up in my life so much that um, I was like, shit, this is obviously something that I need to learn here because... You're getting it in quadraphonic sound, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm copying it from about 15 different angles here. So um, the the way I sort of processed it was that, um, you know, when I started giving affirmation, I would get really frustrated um, at giving affirmation that was just banding, band-aiding someone's, you know, issue or that they just need affirmation to make themselves feel better for half an hour and off they go. So... I, I really started to gain the awareness like why I was giving the affirmation to that person. So even now, if I feel like I'm just giving them affirmation to band-aid what they need, then I won't give it. However, I'm much more susceptible, sorry, I'm much more able to give affirmation uh, to people, you know, not, not for the sake of um, just making them feel good, but actually because I actually generally want, genuinely want to give it now. 
Um, so I went through that because I because I never wanted to band aid the affirmation that I oh, sorry never wanted to just band aid someone's affirmation. I wrote off everyone else that I was supposed to be giving affirmation to. You know, so now I really sort of sit on it, reflect with it, and look at it and go, well, do I need to give affirmation to this person? Yes. You know, no, I'm just band-aiding there. Um, I think it's really important to understand it at its essence, like you've just gone through, Trevor. I'm, I'm still pretty terrible at it, uh, to tell you the truth. Yes, um, yes you are. No. <laughs> I am, that wasn't affirmation. <laughs> I, am, I am. No, self-acknowledge. It's, it's one of my toughest parts of my, um, my self-learning journey. Is, is knowing when and how and what to acknowledge yeah. uh, in other people. Um, and it's no excuse. There's no excuse for it. It's just, you know, it's one of the things I've just struggled with. Um, well, I think you hit the head on the, the nail there. Sorry. Because you... Um, the head you, on the nail or the nail on the head? Fuck, nail on the head. <laughs> is that Paul Chapman's book? No. <laughs> <laughs> the head on Paul the nail. But, um, Seven ways <laughs> to nail your head. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, yes, it, all the affirmation uh, was coming from external, but really it was it was internal. Mm. So it, same with me, like the self acknowledgement is. Oh, a, it's, is it's, a it's fucking it, because that's exactly right. the The journey to heal yourself, to allow yourself to affirm others genuinely, is a fucking tough one, because it brings up all the shit that you've you've had to deal with to learn that lesson. Um, like any self awareness journey, um, and you know, God willing, you you, de- you dig deep enough and you'll figure out why it's hard. Um, but it's you know it is what it is, and it shows up a lot of shit in, in me that I've I've had to deal with, and I am working through. I mean, that's what self awareness is, and what it, what it presents you with is an opportunity to learn about yourself. Um, and you've got to welcome that because you know if, if you're going to show up the, in the right way for other people, you've got to deal with your shit. Absolutely, JB, did you? Uh, I, mean, I think that kind of answers it because um, I struggled with. Giving affirmation as well. It's clearly around the. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, um, we're terrible. How many people do we influence on a daily basis? Know, right? <laughs> and my team is like a team of affirmers. Like they, they need a lot of it. And the irony is, I need, I need a lot of it too. And so. But you need to give it to yourself first, don't you? That's. Oh. You kind of answered the question, which just then, which was like, why? Yeah, why do we find it to struggle? And it's that self self journey piece. And I guess similar, you know, like all of us around the table the last 12, 18 months, and particularly the last three or four months, um, even tighter time frame, you know, coming to understand myself even better and getting a few steps closer to real genuine um, self-acceptance and self-love and, and knowing what that is is really liberating and then allows you to give a lot more and, um, and you know, reduce judgments and all these type of things. And um, because I had a similar issue, particularly when building my business for the first few years, um, knowing when and not kind of what you acknowledged trav knowing when and not to give um affirmation because it felt like we were always under the bar um as a team and we weren't hitting it so it's like why should i be acknowledging under the bar but you know come now i think you can go about a very different approach and you can find genuine areas how's your dad going by the way sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> um again that's just speaking for myself <laughs> yeah so interrupt my flow, but uh, <laughs> yeah, common occurrence today too around the table. Uh, yeah, so but coming to to understand that now, like the last three or four months, we've been trying to like celebrate the small wins a little bit more as a team, acknowledge like the little wins, um, and and be a bit more genuine around 
um, even if it's small, it's still important. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you underestimate the power of just like the little kind of like, hey, that one little thing which seems insignificant to the grand picture but you acknowledge someone for that and affirm them for that, that can go a long way for that individual, particularly if their love bucket's pretty dry and pretty empty. Well, you're, um, you're dealing with a, a very diminished sense of resilience in the society en masse anyway. So love languages um, is a tool to use to help build resilience in people. I mean, obviously too much can also create the problem, which is all, which is why you want to have the, the two-way conversation around love languages, not just the one-way conversation around love languages or one-way influencing. Because once people start to understand how you're acknowledging them or, or how they show up, they've got the opportunity then to go and light their own fire too. Okay, and that's, in, that's an impact that, you know, that ripple effect. So, you know, so DT, Trav, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a conversation because yeah. it'll serve him. I mean, and, you know, he needs to understand that for his, you know, for whatever he grows on to become. Um, and it's really important that that's happened. And I think going back to even your experiment, Trav, I mean, it was obviously genuine the three weeks that you were doing it because if it's not, it's not going to be received because um, humans are pretty pretty powerful and they'll, they'll sense the bullshit if you're just playing with it and it's not not genuine too and um particularly from the all eventually of it, yeah, yeah eventually um in all areas the acts of the service the gifts um you know so yeah i think it's very interesting uh, in terms of uh communication forms like um is there any other forms of communication that you guys value very highly? Like personally, body language is one that I clue on to a lot um, with my team, with Ashby, with people walking down the street. You know, like I feel like body language is um, something that you personally can control um, the way you communicate with people without even actually saying anything. Um, yeah, and I think it's very powerful to you know sit in a room with someone and and read their body language and understand what they're trying to communicate in that point you know and without even hearing something come out of their mouth um you know like it's another tool does anyone have any examples of any other communication that they hone in on or try to use or um i don't i mean i'm i'm terrible with body language um i, I say i'm terrible i'm not terrible uh, but it's not something i spend a lot of time uh, on so it's not you know I can perceive I can I can overlay some level of observation but I'm not you know as good as some of the others are when it comes to body language stuff. Well, personally, when um, so I do a fair few headshots for photographic headshots, um, and generally you have five or ten minutes with a person, um, and holy crap, you can tell a lot about a person five or ten minutes uh, when they're uncomfortable, and generally in front of a camera. Uh, with lights and a backdrop and stuff, most people are pretty uncomfortable. Um, so body language is one huge thing that I I clue in on, and I've I've learnt a lot from that. Um, and obviously, my job in that ten minutes is to make them feel comfortable and, and capture a nice image of them, um, of their face. And because if you look at a photo, you can understand if they're tense or if they're tight, if they don't want to be there. Like their eyes are different, you know, their jaw is tight. You know, so it's my job to uh, sort of break them down as such, and and do you give affirmation? Get them. Oh, he's got some <laughs> shit jokes too. Mate. Seriously. Hey, if I, if I need, you know, if I'm, if that's what they need, I do to to get a good photo for sure. So that that's one reason body language is really heightened on my um, radar because I use it in a sense of um, understanding what people are feeling in that in that time. 
um, you know, when people put their fingers together, so like interlock them together, that's actually a sensory thing because um, people want to feel more of their own skin. That means they're really, really uncomfortable. Um, so you oh, know, it's the same when they cross their arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, because if they're trying to feel more skin, it's a sensory thing. So um, yeah, little things like that, like are really, really interesting. I think because if they're doing it, you know, without knowing, I know that I'm making them feel uncomfortable. So how do I uh, talk to them? And generally, you know, well, personally, I just get them to talk about their passion. You know, that's the generally easiest thing to get someone to feel comfortable. Um, and you find that their body language instantly changes. So, yeah, it's just another form of communication that I, I really like to use. Um, no one else has any other? Yeah, it's something that I've been quite aware of just of late, like literally only the last month, um, particularly around body language and tone. Tone has been something I've been trying to, to work with. I noticed in, in the early days of running a business, my tone came across, which actually communicates what you're really thinking, even though you're saying something different, which like was communicating of like, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but I was trying to put it in a polite way, verbally, word for word, but it was clearly being communicated a different, received a different way through tone. And then body language, um, you know, I've had some big conversations over the last uh, month and just trying to be a little bit more aware of how I'm sitting in a meeting, uh, particularly with clients and other people, just like how my general uh, kind of, posture and and chest and those type of things uh, are positioned um and i've caught myself even like yeah um kind of scratching behind my ear or touching my ear or something like that here or there when i'm like oh i'm doing that right now um you know i guess that's showing off i'm nervous or anxious um or whatever and just having a little bit of awareness lately it's not something that's super conscious it's really front of my mind right now but they're two things body language of just being slightly aware because there's even um this i'm not sure of the stat but something about that by standing in a bit more of a power pose or putting your chest up shoulders back can increase your testosterone by up to like 20 percent um and so like and not only that in in um meetings and in, in creating a presence it can be quite powerful uh, particularly if you're like leading the meeting or you need to be a key influencer in that meeting so it's something i've been kind of conscious about and something i'm continuing to to improve upon well it's like handshakes you can tell a lot about a person in a handshake if a uh, person comes in with their hand and their palm is down and and back of their hand is up it's generally a power thing you know they want to overpower you to handshake you but if they're you know um you know, straight up and down, you know, nice firm handshake. There's there's a lot you can tell in a person if they're floppy. You know, I hate an old floppy handshake. I just keep my hands in my pockets. Hey, so. the, uh, one on the weekend. I just, I know, <laughs> it's just, it was, just, it still, still comes to mind. I was just like, Ugh. and then I was yeah. like, it was twice because it was like when we said hello and then goodbye, and I was like, uh, uh. so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your your interpretation of that person is very different. Just isn't it? W- want to bring it back to love languages before we. We move too much further off topic. Are you talking about nudge again? No. Uh, I just wanted to go through um, the website five, the numeral, numeral five, yep. lovelanguages.com is actually quite a great reference place to start if you're looking to get access to podcasts of the book by Gary Chapman uh, and some great blog material on there. Uh, but he also he also talks about who it's really applicable to. Now, we've talked about business and personal life. So he's obviously talked about couples. Um, so he's got his love languages for couples, singles, um, which he's got a singles edition out, uh, one specifically for men, uh, which obviously is an interesting one, which I wouldn't mind actually getting my hands on actually. 
And one um, for children as well. Yeah, apparently. so he's got military, yeah. uh, the military edition, uh, children and teens. So I think you know, it, it, there's a few um, groups of people there that he specifically has written this for. Um, and if you fit any one of those, uh, I'm not saying you can't adapt it to other groups, but obviously he specifically wrote it for those those five groups. It's actually interesting to have a look at, particularly if you've got children, um, teenagers, having a teenage daughter myself, that I'm going to go back and reread that, see if there's anything I missed, because there's clearly a ton I have missed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in reading the, the, the children's the, one, the children's yeah. one to see how different it is from the adult's one. Um, but, yeah, to, to recap, you've got quality time, gifts, service, uh Touch and affirmation. Um, I think it's a really powerful tool um, to be able to use and hone in on. Um, remember, don't betray your uh, love language onto the other person. Actually, remove yourself and understand what they need and their definition of it. Um, and you can you can influence people and and um, you know give love um, with an abundance. I think that's that's what I really love about it. Like you can you can. You can give love and give a lot of energy very precisely without um, without not wasting it or unknowing it. Just uh, reaffirming that the uh, the book is uh, Gary Chapman. G- Doctor Gary Chapman. G A R Y Chapman. Handsome devil too. So, I, uh, but yeah. Anyone else got any other points? Otherwise, before we wrap up. No. No. Go get the um. Just go get, go check it out. Uh, I would um. I would recommend it too. So I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Trav. And and I think one of the reasons we did bring it up is that it was really well received by by you listeners. So, um, it's obviously some people have got a lot out of it. And uh, if you haven't, um, it's a small investment to go and uh, just check it out on the on the website. Yep. Thank you. And uh, please remember to review us, uh, share us, um, hit us up. It's always nice to um. Tell us what your love language is. Yeah. So we can love you that same way. That's 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 sexy. That's nice. All right. Uh, thank you for now, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ciao.